0: Welcome to the Cargo Bay, a Star Wars conversation podcast being broadcast to you from a long, long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. I am Brady C, here with my co-host,
1: as always, Adam B, cracking cold over here, B.C.
0: Ooh,
1: cracking crackin cold. A cracking nice, a nice plain sparkling in the morning time.
0: I'll tell you, there's... There's few things that hit the spot quite like a plain sparkly.
1: How how long have you been, how how long has the the sparkling water craze been brewing over in your neck of the woods, BC? Because it Um, definitely expanded. People used to think I was crazy drinking Kroger brand seltzer out of a can um, (laughs) back in like 2009. uh, uh, There's a special place in hell for people who
0: are judgmental
1: about Kroger
0: brand sparkling water. That's um, right, because it's amazing and it's the exact same as your Lacroix's, Uh uh-huh. your your Bubbly's, uh, now endorsed by Michael Bublé. Great branding. Uh, I would say, Oh, wow, is
1: Bubbly still around? Oh yeah, definitely. It disappeared yeah. uh, in the. It's it's not out here anymore, or at least uh, I haven't seen it. And I saw it everywhere for a while.
0: Yes, yeah, so. so I've had bubbly recently. They're also doing, like, the caffeinated versions of sparkling waters, which... Uh, now we're talking. Which I am on board for. Um, yeah. I'm I'm a big fan of those. So the evolution has, has definitely progressed lately with your with your different flavors. I'm a personal fan of the Pamplemousse uh, from the Nice, nice. Which, uh, but grapefruit. Um, and it just tastes like nothing, uh, but is is good. But I, I'd say we have been on the train for a few years. I mean uh several years now it's it's mostly if I'm having a carbonated beverage, it's gonna be that or like beer, you know.
1: <laughs> S- yeah, some, yeah. something that's got some bubbles in it. Um Yeah, at this point if I'm having calories in a beverage, I usually want it to also have a little bit of alcohol in the beverage.
0: Yeah, a little bit of joy. A little bit of joy juice. Um Yeah.
1: So Yeah, why definitely, definitely a healthy <laughs> The only way to think about alcohol is joy juice. Joy juice, yeah, that's right. Joy juice brought to you by the Cargo Bay Pod. Um, well, let me, before we talk about the, the big nasty challenge. Um, oh,
0: oh, you just dropping the biggest Cargo Bay tees of all
1: time right there, man. Uh, I just l- want to shout out, I want to shout out my new favorite sparkling water. Uh, Trader Joe's stocking a blueberry lemonade. What? Um, any man. any any of the the lemonade flavors from from Trader Joe's? Man, they taste like <sighs> almost like a real soda, like seventy five percent of a real soda. I swear. I'm I'm jealous. One fifty percent because Maybe 50%. we
0: don't have access to a TJ's here. Um, no no Trader Joes up in this area. We're we're just lowly Whole Foods people if we want to pretend we're fancy shoppers. Now, what exactly is a Whole Food? Is it a food that comes out of a hole? Mm-hmm. It's food that comes out of a hole, and it is whole. Oh. Okay. So there's no holes in the Whole Food. It is a whole W H O L E food instead of a H O L E food. Gotcha. Big right. difference. Yeah, big difference. It's a uh, and it's an overpriced grocery store that has uh good stuff to eat. Um, makes makes people feel better about their life choices when they go there. Um, yeah.
1: Except these days with the inflation, am I right? You're not wrong. <laughs> of course, we. I wouldn't know anything about that because I I am uh, in a spaceship out here. We're in the cargo bay. Um, what he, we're what even? We're far away is, from the problems of the world. What even is Trader Joe's? Never heard of it. Uh,
0: yes, we got to keep the and illusion the alive dances. that we're that we're that we're on a spaceship
1: <laughs> well vc well, even if we weren't on a spaceship there's something here that would take your mind right off of your problems more than joy juice and that's star wars episode <laughs> one adventures book 10 game book 10 excuse me festival of warriors VC, um, the wheel of content, the spinning wheel of content, decided that we should investigate this. And, oh, I'm so glad it, it did. Um, and we'll be spinning the wheel at the end of this episode to determine what we'll be doing in the future. I think we have a Clone Wars episode coming up next that we was do, fun last we, week. We do have a, a Clone Wars Banking Clan episode featuring a little
0: love story between Lux Bonteri... And uh, Padme, <laughs> and maybe some jealous Anakin Skywalker action. So, pretty exciting stuff. Oh,
1: yes, I indeed. Would, I don't know that I'm familiar with this episode. <laughs> this might have been one that I missed on one of my abridged uh, watchthroughs.
0: It may. I. I mean, I haven't watched it yet, but I know there's one where because he's, you know, they've got this sort of like. well, yes, I'm. I'm a banking clan person, and we used to have a thing. And Anakin just goes into a rage and like beats the crap out of him. Uh, I hope it's this episode because it's just a Jedi just smashing this dude's face. Uh, so you know, fingers crossed. But we'll we'll come back with the exact details of that episode uh, after we review it. But I personally cannot wait to get into the big nasty free for all. <laughs>
1: That's you heard it (laughs) folks. This book is about the big nasty free-for-all Let me just uh, to get started. Let me just read a little bit of this first page. Oh a a tease. I love it You are a Gungan warrior The adventure guide contains the rules of Gungan adventures all caps. You must follow these rules at all times You are an entrant in the big nasty free-for-all the most grueling competition in the festival of warriors You were determined to win the Big Nasty, but you have just learned that a Gungan patrol discovered tracks left by Macaniques, also known as droids, on Lake Umberul Beach. Sorry, on Lake Umberul Beach. uh, Tears suspects the droids might have been brought to Naboo by outsiders, but for all you know, the droids might be operating on their own.
0: Oh, we got a little... Intrigue at the big nasty free for all.
1: <laughs> so we we did a little Wikipediaing on this. You know, we tried to find out as much as we could online. Um, and this was actually part of something that I had as a kid. I don't think I had all of these adventure guides, but it was a Scholastic book fair. Um, order pack, which you found, uh, V.C., this big plastic Darth Maul head with, like, you know, photo real Darth Maul head, which I remember being grossed out by his teeth, because it's also, like, an embossed thing, so, like, his grimy teeth, uh, like, are 3D. You could, like, rub your fingers on him. And yeah. inside of that plastic box was a bunch of, like, game cards for things like weapons and powers, um, and then character cards and, like, some dice, and that's about it. I've I've got the I've got the breakdown because I had to. Oh, nice! I,
0: when I when I when the wheel faded us, Star Wars Episode One Adventure Book Ten Festival of Warriors. I was like, <laughs> "What are we talking about?" <clears throat> so I had to do like I had to do the I had to do the Wikipedia uh, deep dive to find out what is going on with this. Uh, uh. And so uh, fr- from what I gleaned, yes, it is this sort of like role playing adventure series. So this is tied specifically to episode one. This is the tenth book, so obviously there were uh, nine more before it. Uh, but it uh. also follows up the Star Wars mission series, which was the same thing that started oh. in nineteen ninety seven. So it like, wow. Oh, so that's... there was like the original carrying case was a Darth Vader carrying case, and so whenever uh. episode one came out, they could market it as the mall carrying case with new specific episode one adventures the original star wars missions 20 books total so from that 97 series uh and here's the here's the product breakdown on what you were getting when you cracked open that darth maul
1: creepy embossed face yeah i remember thinking it was awesome when i got it you know obviously getting that from the book order made me feel like a king
0: oh i i was immediately jealous that i wasn't like that this wasn't in my wheelhouse at this time because this sounds amazing to me now as an adult where I'm like <laughs> sick role-playing adventure game with episode one stories. Yeah, um because it, within that case you were getting 12 adventure cards two adventure dice a 10-sided and a 20-sided an adventure notebook to keep track of your adventures a point uh-huh. pad. A poster, an adventure novel, one game book, one adventure guide, and one Episode 1 Adventures ID card, in addition to the number one issue of Star Wars Kids.
1: All of that came packed
0: in one thing. So if you felt like a king when you got it, there's a good reason for that. (laughs) It's because you were. It's because you were. I mean, you could I was, have walked was... around with your like briefcase that was Darth Maul's face, and people would have been like, "Make way, make way, <laughs> I'm pretty the king sure they is did, here." Now that yeah. you mention
1: it, <laughs> clear the halls, if...
0: everyone, stand w- to the side.
1: <laughs> I was definitely—I must have been a spoiled little child to get something like this. Um, that's a lot of loot. That's a lot of loot in that box, PC. Um, but let me-, me tell you. Before you're sad about having missed out on an awesome (laughs) role-playing game, let me tell you what this is not—a role-playing game. It's not really. Uh, uh, Yeah, um, (laughs) this is bitterly
0: disappointing news to me.
1: It's um, uh, you know, one of our friends on Twitter uh, said, "Is this like the Fighting Fantasy series?" And I was like, "I guess that sounds right. It's probably a rip-off of that." And then someone was like. No, no, the the <laughs> fighting fantasy series actually has, like, gameplay elements. This, basically, it sets up a scenario for you, uh-huh. gives you some options, and if you fail on an option, you go back to the beginning and you roll the dice until you get an option that works. Now, there are points that you can accrue with different options, but the the main text is the same for every decision. Like, you know, you just get different, like... You get different points on your scorecard depending on what option you take and how quickly you get through. Um, so, yeah, not that exciting. This ties in with a novel, so like at the end of this, this ends. Spoiler alert! Um, <laughs> this is as, how this as all things it's, must. It's point. not. It's not really even that much of a spoiler because here's here's what I'll read. Um, uh, if your adventure is. Adventure number is less than 14. Blah, blah, blah. Um, to, To read the end of this adventure, please turn to page 87 of your adventure novel, Festival of Warriors. So this is the game book. And then there's a novel. So you're reading the novel and then it's like time to enter the big nasty challenge. And then you pull out this and you do your little dice stuff. And then you go back to the book after. As an adult, I think this is awful as a kid
0: I think uh, probably not ultimately very rewarding but I yeah. can I can see the appeal of it right uh, it, and it does uh, teach children that great lesson there are no consequences to failure uh, which I think is very important for young people to, <laughs> to understand in life um, that you can just go back and start over again without consequences i I think there's an interesting version of the mechanics of this somewhere but from the sounds of it it is not executed uh in a way that i as a uh person in my 30s would find appealing at the moment
1: (laughs) well the the it was encouraging in a lot of ways because the pros and and no offense to writer windham obviously gotta crank out 10 books make that scholastic money but the the writing in this did inspire me to be like i could do that (laughs) like (laughs) because i the only thing that survives from my kit is the episode 1 adventures notebook in which i wrote my star wars fan fiction at age oh. you know 10 or whatever put it on the wheel put it on the wheel put um, it on the wheel <laughs> i have transcribed most of it into text um you know yes. like it yes. was very hard to read i uh, i declare <laughs> that's on the wheel all right we'll put that on the wheel uh, but uh, yeah, I remember playing it. My, my, the book that came with the starter is cooler. It's got Obi Wan and Qui Gon on it. Um, you know, but I, I, I remember trying it. Um, I might have even finished that adventure book. Yeah, I I can't
0: imagine that the the big nasty free for all is the most coveted role playing adventure <laughs> that one could partake in.
1: I mean, it's a it's a basically what it is is like the. Uh, uh it it feels like a really really low budget version of um the the like Harry Potter tri wizard tournament and you're a young guy. uh rowling be damned
0: uh um, ama- amazing praise uh yes yeah, so, so i i did pull from the wikipedia just a little bit just a little you know what is the big nasty free for all this, yeah. this, this comes directly from the wookie uh it's the main event of the festival of warriors and it was a competition held by the gungans as a test of skill for warriors events included the gully brawl the gully uh-huh. throw and a race through the ocean uh and it does note that boss Nass won the won the competition a record three times in a row pretty awesome Amazing. He's the Michael Phelps of the Gunkins.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You, you look at that. You look at that creature and you know, that's an aerodynamic. water. That, that <laughs> is an athletic competitor to be feared. <laughs> <laughs> um. You see, I'm gonna I'm gonna let you play through one of these scenarios. Maybe we'll do fake dice rolls. When I read through this, I just picked which one I wanted and re- read the answer for you were successful, basically. You know, and just <laughs> okay. plowed through this this uh, 97 pages. But I wanted to before I forget I, the books I really remember, and I think I maybe only had one or or two of them. Two of them eventually were the Choose Your Own Adventure original trilogy books where you play luke skywalker's best friend like you're you're basically like luke's imaginary friend and you're just on the like sometimes you get separated right um but man those were great and like all good choose your own adventure books definitely you when you fail it is brutal you know, like uh, you are murdered by a wampa or whatever, um, and they had these really cool holograms on the cover. So I would love to get those again someday, but they're pretty pricey. Anytime I've looked them up online, amazing. Uh, yeah, I
0: mean this. Looking at it and the the marketing and uh, seeing the the beautiful uh, cards that you do get, because I, I pulled it up on eBay, just to be like, How, where. What, how much is this? You can yeah. get it for like 10 or 15 bucks depending on the yeah. seller you know plus shipping and you're like okay but like even like the game cards
1: look very like cartoony cartoony and kid like which makes sense I right? loved Obi-Wan's lightsaber hilt was you know Obi-Wan's lightsaber was one of the cards and I do remember like having that on my desk for years Being <laughs> like cool yeah Obi-Wan's lightsaber hilt but yeah so, I mean, they're pretty it, cheesy
0: yeah I mean i 'm I'm, I'm pretty big into like board games. I haven't done a whole lot of like role playing games but like um, I mean you and you've we've played like blood rage together and stuff before. Um, so like really yeah, yeah. in-depth games. Um, I, I I do have like the the itch to like play some of those really complicated Star Wars games that are out there.
1: Um, we should just play the Star Wars role playing game because that can't be too complicated. That's just like D and D prompt for Star yeah, Wars, I would imagine.
0: I think I think that would be fun, and it it is exactly the level of nerd that I am, where I would be like, let's let's do that. Um, but it seems like this is like the like a good like kids intro to like a greater world of nerddom that exists out there, where it's like, yeah, if you're in fourth grade, you may not be into D and D. Yet, but we'll show you what a 20-sided dice is. <laughs> we'll sell you this little plastic 20-sider. Yeah. Um, you, you, might, you might find some more things that you'll like eventually
1: if you like this 20-sided dice and this adventure that you're going on. Um, a shout out to uh, a listener and friend of mine who I have not asked to reveal their name, so I'm gonna call I'm gonna call him j Man. Sorry, j Man. <laughs> definitely not, definitely <laughs> not a good name for you. Um, <laughs> uh, but he he asked me once about this doing a campaign or or uh, you know DMing a campaign of like the Jedi role playing game, and I was like, oh my gosh, that would be so much fun to like write a a jedi rpg campaign um yeah but that's something we should look into eventually bc because that would be fun that would be fun to do
0: put Um, it on our to-do
1: list put it on our to-do list oh and shout out to Wikipedia as well bc i got so excited when i was reading this because there's there's a scene with a pico pico bird, or like a flying <laughs> lizard, and I was like, let me let me look at Wikipedia and see what this is. And when I looked at it, it was a very small entry, and there were only like four reference or like four appearances. And I was like, oh my gosh, I get to edit the Wikipedia for the first time. <laughs> and I went and I got it, and I was typing it all in. And then I remembered, oh, I bet this is the new canon. Let me go over to Legends tab, and the very first thing on that Legends tab was this, so I failed. Amazing.
0: I mean, yeah, I'm I'm sorry you had that disappointing experience, but I mean, what a what a win for Wikipedia, just undefeated. (laughs) Yeah, for real, undefeated. Which brings me over to another site that I might have some some issues with. While we were uh, looking into the. the, the the heralded
1: author of, <laughs> I don't know about heralded because you have to go to the title page of the book before you find <laughs> not even not even on the cover no uh, no nowhere on the cover <laughs>
0: yeah so we were we were checking out a little bit of info on writer Wyndham, the author of adventure book 10 and and several I mean to be fair uh, several other adventures uh notable hits from the episode one series include one search for the lost Jedi. Two, the Bartook Assassins. Three, the Fury of Darth Maul. Four, Jedi Emergency. And he's going to take a little break. He's going to skip to nine, Rescue in the core, And then we've got Festival of Warriors as ten, eleven, Pirates from Beyond the Sea. And twelve, Whoa. the Bongo Rally. Nice.
1: <laughs> <laughs> lots of, lots of, like, games. <laughs> <And> yes. <Yeah. this, laughs> Jedi Emergency. That's a that's a funny title. I like that. He, he seems to have made a you know a, a career out of you know working with Star Wars stuff um, i mean he's did a lot of... he's done exactly what i would have loved to have done which has been like i work in Star Wars
0: yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> my my gig is Star Wars i write adventure books and i teach classes about comics
1: yeah pretty dope but uh, but on that Wikipedia page, it's something I've never seen before. <laughs>
0: Controversy on the cargo bay pod.
1: There's this. There's a header uh, for something, and underneath it, it says editorializing, <laughs> which we, I haven't seen before.
0: We do have a little editorializing going on Uh-oh. here. Oh, uh, and and this is under the career section for the maintaining consistency in stories. Now the cargo bay has done some investigation. We'll posit what it says here to you all. We'll save you the the quick Wikipedia this. I'm gonna go ahead and read this. We've got a couple of of theories. Well, I think we'll I think we'll land on which one we think it is. Yeah. So so under maintaining consistency in stories is written for the career of Mr. Wright, writer Wyndham. An inevitable challenge for all Star Wars authors is maintaining the consistency in stories written by various authors. Fortunately. Leland Chi, who is in charge of monitoring the continuity in Star Wars stories, is very familiar with the story details. Therefore, he has been very helpful to writer Wyndham. <laughs> That's one sentence. It's a it's a pretty solid run on that we got going on there. Now, now the very helpful Leland Chi, again editorializing because. Uh-huh. Just there's nothing. No, there's no reference. There's <laughs> yeah. nothing there. That's just that's 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 one of two things that's happened. Either Ryder Wyndham is being blackmailed by Leland Chi and has to put out <laughs> as much good information about him as possible, or Leland Chi was feeling a little slighted by his lack of acknowledgement by Ryder Wyndham. I and don't. I it, don't see him in the title page of this masterpiece. Name's not on there, buddy. Don't see any Leland Chee. Uh, Author notes or special thanks. No, nope, don't see it. So, uh, I, just based <laughs> on the language, on the most recent read, I definitely feel like Leland Chi went in and was like, eh, I gotta put my normal
1: note in there. <laughs> yeah, I wonder how many uh, how many other places we can find this.
0: Ooh, that's great. <laughs> this exact. <laughs>
1: that's great. Oh, there's gotta
0: <laughs> be a way to... Oh, Leland Chi. Where'd you go, Leland Chi. It had I. I was able to click on the Leland Chee link, but it just took me to the holo- the Holocron <laughs> database and canon, canonicity. Whoa. Okay. Well, apparently that like Leland. A hole for- <laughs> apparently Leland she is the keeper of all Star Wars secrets. So I mean that's a pretty. That's a pretty awesome gig. gig. (laughs) We don't want to be on your bad side, and obviously you are very helpful. And welcome on the pod anytime. Yeah, you Uh, are always
1: welcome to come on the Cargo Bay. Well, BC, I want to give you a little, a brief summary of the events that take place in this. Uh, A gully pod, or gully pud. (laughs) It's a gully pud. (laughs) And the big nasty challenge. The... It starts out, you're a Gungan, big festival. Everybody's watching. It's a big deal. But there are Machiniques out there. So they say, you know what? If you encounter any of these Machiniques and you kill them, you get extra points. All right. That's great. That's great. Um, Or or maybe maybe it's just the adventure book that gives you extra points for that. If you want me to adventure, I do have a a 20 sided diary. Oh, nice. Well, yeah, yeah. Yeah. so you start out trying to catch a gully pud, which is a poor creature that bounces and is used in Gungan games. You catch one of those bad boys. In my instance after that, I was, I was passed up to the next level by the crowd. I let the crowd get involved because they love me and pass me up to the top. So immediately, then to, you immediately,
0: you immediately, you got the crowd on your side. Like That's they, right.
1: They, they knew you were to be champion. I was in first place. And then I was, I had to swim across a lake, and what did I find in that lake? Oh no, it was a mine! (gasps) It was a mine floating in the lake, and you know, Gungans and humans, they don't agree about everything, but they definitely agree that shouldn't be using mines. Those could hurt children or or future generations of animals, and so, yes, yes. Is that, is that text? Yes, that text is in the, is in the books. Amazing. Okay, yeah, just I really wish I had a highlighter, um... (laughs) So it goes
0: out of the way for it to be like, kids, minds are bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> okay, good. There's also lots of options in here to like, this might kind of break the rules, but the rules say you can use whatever you want, so you did find this, um, and I used a lot of those and it didn't seem like there were <laughs> okay. any penalties uh, for it. Um but yeah, so disabled the mine, which, you know, people were catching up to me. But I, I I disabled the mine and then I killed the droid, which was a or like had like fins on it. It wasn't a regular battle droid. It was a weird description of the droid. And then I I don't know, I walked across a beam and and then I jumped off a cliff. Uh, oh, no, no, no. I rode the Pico Pico bird across a chasm after finding a secret trail. <gasps> Um and then I jumped off a cliff in into the water and got sucked into a cavern where then I found I found a submarine. <laughs> what? And I swam up to the submarine and I saw some droids in there and I listened in and I heard, I heard as soon as I put my ear up to the thing I heard we're gonna fire the torpedo and destroy the the arena. Oh. And so I oh. stopped, I got in there, stopped that, and then I rode the submarine. Outpacing all the other competitors, and I assume won the challenge. But I'd have to, I'd have to go over to the novel to find out what. <laughs> what's up? What an
0: adventure what? you had! <laughs> did Did you? I mean, were you feeling the flight? Were you feeling the water as you were as you were adventuring? Did, I mean. Was was it that uh interactive of an experience for you?
1: Yeah, I actually my my fiance had to knock on the door several times because I was <laughs> shouting with excitement and gas. You're gonna fire the I torpedoes! To... <laughs> <laughs> so I wanted to drop you into one of these um one of my favorite little encounters here. Oh, I love it. Yeah. And see what you would do. And this is something I haven't told you about in the summary, so this should be exciting. Uh, this is when you have crossed the chasm. Uh, in my case, I used the Pico Pico bird. Uh, there were also some vines and a dangerous bridge you could have crossed, I believe. Ooh. Okay. All right. Um, so here we go. I'm gonna I'm gonna read this this to you, and then okay. I'll, I'll let you decide what you're gonna do. Okay. At the second checkpoint, an image recorder is set up on a tripod. It swivels to monitor your approach and broadcast your image to the arena. Despite, your pres- despite the presence of the image recorder, you wonder if you have arrived at the right place. You expected to see other Gungans passing the watchtower by now. You walk around the tower, then look to the south toward the swamp and Lake Umberol. You see several dozen big nasty contestants running up the hill. Running up that hill, baby. Much to your surprise, it seems you are the first Gungan to arrive at the second checkpoint. Hoping to maintain your lead, you prepare to run to a nearby cliff, the site of the next stage of the race. But before you can take one step, one of the approaching athletes shouts, Big Nasty Cheater! Although the Big Nasty has flexible rules, the rules must be obeyed. If a contestant is suspected of cheating, the rules call for a temporary timeout until the the matter is investigated. You turn to face your fellow contestants as they approach the checkpoint. And and please excuse me, this is how it's written. What go we on, you ask. Who's a callin' Huma a cheater? <laughs> Mesa callin' Yusa the cheater <laughs> Snarls a burly gungan. There's a no way you be in hair before usins unless you use a cheat. Usa not allowed to leave the route. You point to the nearby ravine and declare, "Misa, come that way." The burly gungan <laughs> spits at your feet. <gasps> Evidently, he does not what? believe you. You's a cheater. You's a fibber too. We'sa gonna set. <laughs> We'sa gonna set see this big. Are we gonna settle this big nasty style. You have been wrongfully accused of cheating and lying, and face the possibility of expulsion from the big nasty free-for-all. Oh, hell no. (laughs) Oh, hell no. Blood feud. Blood feud. (laughs) (laughs) The only way for you to prove your innocence is to make your accuser renounce his words or defeat him in combat. The other athletes stand aside from you and the burly gungan. Uh, combat. I choose combat. I want to beat oh, the crap out of this guy. <laughs> wait, okay, did I did I read that the rules call for a temporary timeout until the matter is investigated because that's wild. Yeah. That's a wild rule. We're going to stop the race. <laughs> so at any
0: point in the race if someone's like cheating, he's cheating, he's <laughs> yeah, cheating. Yeah. Everyone pause everyone hold on we've got to do another investigation (laughs) now here's why i'm choosing the combat option because i want i want to nip this problem in the
1: bud immediately i want to read you your options first though Uh, i
0: thought combat was an option
1: uh so yeah it is but i just want to give you all the options okay
0: okay okay okay
1: Okay. so you can choose to reason with your accuser with Mm. or without power you have you know you have like your your cards of power that you can use when you need to sure um, use a device which is a weapon I would assume <laughs> or something you can dodge your opponent or flip your opponent I'm gonna flip that MFR okay so I'm, I'm paging over to the flip your opponent <laughs> um, to use your advices to reason with your opponent to dodge your opponent to flip your opponent. Roll the 20 dice I got to you, toss dog. the burly Gungan to the ground. Um, uh, if martial arts is one of your talents, your roll number plus your skill number plus your strength plus two is your adventure number. Okay. If martial arts is not one of your talents, your roll number plus your skill number plus your strength number is your adventure number. All right, well, what adventure number do I need to flip this dude? I, 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 I don't know. Let's just see what you roll. That's a 16, baby. That that dude is flying. Guess what? Doesn't even matter what your skill number is. Doesn't even not matter what your power number is. Because uh, that chance cube, it was in your favor, BC. Send him flying, baby. If your adventure number is equal to or more than 14, uh, add the difference plus 10 to your AP total. All oh. right, I don't know. Nailed him. I don't know. Um, <laughs> you, here it is. You grip your opponent's arm and force him over your back and onto the ground, pinning his arms behind his back. You ask if he wants to renounce his accusation. He agrees, and he apologizes for having accused you of cheating and lying. You're All damn, is forgiven. You're damn right big he does.
0: the nasty continues. Yeah, let's get the big nasty back going. Also, I feel like I should gain some sort of time advantage because now we're all
1: gathered up together because I was uh, falsely accused of uh, cheating. Falsely, well, obviously. Well, luckily, the, there's nothing. There's no reason to do that because, again, all the text lines up at the end of all the options. Exactly okay. the same. Well, that's, that's good. That's good. All right, but you start. might have gotten some points to use later or something. You, you saved your card. You didn't have to use your cards. I love it. Um, Fantastic. And then, yeah, you continue on in your adventure. Uh so, yeah, boy, oh, boy, that's the way this thing goes. So, it's, it's you, you get all those options,
0: you get all those elements, you have your, I mean, all of your various skills and levels and all that kind of stuff. But no matter what you do, all
1: roads lead to success. I mean, I think... Eventually there there may be like a fail state like I'm not sure if you play through all as many of these As you want in one go and like as you use your devices like I don't know how often your devices charge or whatever But I I mean I guess I think yeah, because let's see what happens if you fail that Um, uh, We're not clinging to the hookum. we're not pushing the droid into the fissure Uh, We're not using its propulsion cylinder you're not grabbing the harump horns <laughs> um, <laughs> Harump horns not tearing free. Okay, so here we go Let's just read read what would have happened if if you had failed, which of course you wouldn't um, Oh wait large leaf to paraglide That's not what I was <laughs> Okay, Uh, here it is here. Okay, if your adventure number is less than 14 subtract the difference from your AP total So you lose some AP points there. I guess Brings your point total down The burly Gungan is an expert fighter and he flips you instead You land on your feet and decide to deliver a knockout punch roll the 20 (laughs) dice again for your new roll number Uh, Amazing that's nice
0: So, even Uh, after he flips
1: me, it's a counter and then a knockout punch. (laughs) Let's see. If your new adventure number is equal to or more than 14, add the difference to your AP total. You knock out your opponent and he collapses to the ground. Wow. So, if you fail initially, you actually get to knock knock your opponent out. I call Um, that a success. You remain in the Big Nasty, and the marathon continues, so there's no apology in that case. If your new adventure number is less than 14, subtract the difference, blah, blah. The Burly Gungan is a formidable fighter, and he ducks your punches. Go back to roll the 20 dice again for your new roll number and repeat. When you have defeated your opponent, you may proceed. <laughs> so do it until
0: you win. That's, that's fun. Uh, also, I just a uh, quick shout out. I, we, I didn't note this as you were performing it. Amazing performance. But uh, writer Wyndham really capturing the voice of the Gungans. Yeah. It sounds like capturing the spirit of the Gungans in the dialogue. Pretty upsetting. <laughs> 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. It doesn't <laughs> age well. <laughs> doesn't age
1: super well. Um, I want to see if I can find that that um, that description of that droid with the fins. Yeah. Um, but, but yeah, that's that's how this works. All, all roads lead to the same place, um, which is obviously more easy uh, to, to create. It's easier to create 10 of these books and churn them out in that case. Um, yeah, if you don't have to have a failure option in there. I'm seeing something for the first time. This edition is only available for distribu- distribution through the school market. Ah, gotta love got a lot of american capitalism so i think this this was yeah you could only get this through book orders and book fairs uh this series
0: yeah i think i remember reading because that that it is a it was like a subscription almost basically to to continue Uh, to get those those adventure books uh so yeah capitalism at its very finest uh but also shout out to the scholastic book fair
1: which was always the most exciting day when that rolled through your town they set that bad boy up in the library what a what a like a shining beacon of, of being a 90s child uh, yeah absolutely was, there were so many cool books man I always felt bad because again capitalism there were some kids who got yeah. squat <laughs> they didn't get anything yeah. I was never like the kid walking out with the biggest stack of books but my parents usually gave me a little bit of money I could get something cool you know yeah
0: I got. I would I would have a little bit of scratch to get something do you remember getting like before it even rolled in? They had like the flyers of like, here are the books that are coming.
1: Yeah, and it's like, yeah.
0: oh, I'm gonna circle this one that looks amazing. Oh, there's a new Michael
1: Jordan book. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> like, I want to beg, I'm mom, but don't you want me to read? Mom, it's it's the Star Wars visual guide to everything. I need this because it comes with a cool dragon necklace. <laughs> I mean, because I'm gonna read it all. Yeah. What what are your favorite? Um, what, what are your favorite things you got from a book fair? Or what I liked even better than book fair or book order was um, because, you know, the book order, you got the magazine and then you had to wait for like, yep. mu- it was like my first experience like yes. having to wait that long for yes. stuff. Yes. Um, and boy, oh boy, that was exciting stuff. But I liked even better was R.I.F. Riff we had, which is reading is fun. Uh, which just everybody got to go to basically a little book fair and pick one free book and oh. that would happen twice a year um, so that may have been something that only you know kicked in in arkansas when when i was in elementary school or whatever that might be like but man i got some cool stuff there and then you didn't have to feel bad because everybody got a book you know everybody got a free book instead of it being like wow there's the rich kid with <laughs> well, entire,
0: like... I, I think the bad news is that's probably not around anymore because that
1: sounds a little too socialist. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, uh, yeah. So I think we're definitely going back to the scholastic. If we don't have of... <laughs>
1: school lunches, we probably don't have have a free book <laughs> either. You want us to give you books? <laughs> sounds like socialism
0: to me. <laughs> <laughs> you want you want books and food? <laughs> sounds like socialism to me. <laughs>
1: i i I can remember my my favorite i think the, the 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 like children's novel series outside of like star wars stuff which i got often um my favorite young adult uh like novels were deltora quest was really great um i love those books i think they still like if i had children and i never will (laughs) Um, but if i had children i would absolutely uh be trying to hook them up with deltora quest uh those were great and often creepy um and then also the seventh tower series i think Mm -hmm. i read all of those which was a cool like dark sci-fi fantasy where you're like a super low class like person um i guess it, it wasn't a you it was a this was not an adventure series sadly or a choose your own adventure series Gotcha. Yeah, unfortunately, um,
0: I I didn't uh, put my scholastic uh, brain to to good use. Mostly, what I was after was like the the sports stuff. Mm. So I was I was a little sports boy. Yeah, yeah. And uh, my I think the most handy thing that I picked up was there was a book that was like here's the mailing address for all of these athletes. Like if you want to send fan <laughs> mail. Whoa. <laughs> And it wasn't like a personal home. I don't think. Yeah, yeah. But it was like, if you want to send fan mail to your favorite sports stars, here's a book that's that's collected it. And I was like, is right in my awesome. wheelhouse. Yeah. Uh, and so uh, I remember, I definitely definitely sent something to to Michael Jordan. Obviously, it's the greatest of all time. Uh-huh. Uh, and I you with that, you get back some like pre-kitted thing that the Chicago Bulls would just send to everyone. It's like, here's that's a poster. Nice. Here's whatever. Um, no autographs, though. Me? I was an autograph yep. hunter. Uh, sent something to Troy Aikman, quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah. A little glossy photo. Came back signed. And, uh, Whoa! That's awesome! Well, you would think so until my dad uh, lovingly pointed out, <laughs> that's that's fake. That's an auto pin. That's not real. And I was like, oh. <laughs> well, there goes my enthusiasm for this autograph. <laughs> um. The best one, the, the one good result is shout out forever to hockey hall of famer, St. Louis blues legend Brett Hull, uh, who I wrote a letter to because he was from Duluth, Minnesota, which is where my grandpa was from. So I wrote him a letter. Uh-huh. Like, I sent a letter and was like, I'm, I'm a, I'm, my family lives in St. Louis and my grandpa was born in Duluth and whatever. <laughs> like, I can't, I, you know, there's yeah, no way of yeah. remembering what I wrote. But he sent me back, like, he sent me a card that he autographed like I didn't send that's a card awesome. in he like had a he had like one of his like tops cards and he autographed it and sent it back and so I still have that card so that that's awesome that's why that book still holds a, a place in my scholastic heart because of that Brett Hall autograph that
1: I've got in my collection man what a useful book uh man I was I was not the biggest sports kid growing up aside from about three years I think like Third grade, fourth grade, fifth grade. I thought I was going to be a professional football player. Sure. Uh, the, the way this started was we used to have like, you know, uh, tag football every recess. And um, like it was a thing where all the popular kids like would have this big team and play against the not popular kids. Fun. Uh, and there <laughs> I, I yeah, at one point. Like I was friends with some of the cool kids because they went to my church and then I was like these guys are Assholes, (laughs) I was like, you know what? I'm gonna play the other I'm gonna play with the other team and I did and I was like Captain captaining the other team and we started winning and they got pissed (laughs) I mean, I remember there was this kid he was like I mean, I don't want to insult the the guy. He was like a feral child, though. (laughs) Like, you know, like, he was like, you know, um, the wild thornberries, you know, like Donnie, the little wild boy.
0: Um, The wildest. He was like that.
1: He made like weird noises and growled and stuff. And I remember the last game we ever played against them, where I had already been slammed against a fence by an angry, like, tagging me out because I ran so far. Uh, but I remember it was like the bell rang in the middle of the play and we were tied up and I just like threw a Hail Mary because I knew they couldn't make it back if it was intercepted. And I saw this like little growling child like <laughs> jump in the air out of the popular kids and catch it and we won and then they stopped playing football. The popular kids stopped playing tag football. Then we just split into, uh, you know, we just split our team into two and played for years after we were the tag football kids. And you um, had fun and weren't yeah. ginormous a-holes about it. And I thought I was oh so progressive because I let, let girls play on the team. I thought I was really, you know, doing a great service to the world by letting occasionally a girl play quarterback for one play before I was quarterback again for most of the game. But during that era, I got a... I got a riff book that was Boomer Asiasin's like pictorial like fake autobiography, or like fake biography, a little boomer asciasin book. Um but that's the only that's the only sports memorabilia I remember getting from from that era. Uh
0: I just wanted to do a quick shout out. Sounds like that feral kid probably would have been great at the big nasty free for all. Oh
1: man. Man. <laughs> yeah, I hope that I hope that guy's a cool guy. Like he seemed like a weird kid, and now that I understand things, I'm just like, oh right, you were—you probably not well cared for. <laughs> like, it know. is,
0: yeah, wild diversion from our normal Star Wars conversation, <laughs> but it is—it is funny to go back and think about like how weird things were socially as just a child in a, like a public school where <laughs> yeah. you just like herded into this thing and you have this shared experience, and you're like the. Like the the diverse experience from any number of memorable people who were in your class at that time, where you're like, man, they were problematic. You're like, and now you look back and like, they probably had the worst home life of yeah, yeah. anyone that you can possibly imagine. And them getting shipped to school was like a little bit of a prison sentence for for them and for the people who had to watch them. And it was just like, it, it, I don't know, just the the social elements of a lot of that that you don't understand as a kid you look back as a yeah. boy and you're like "Ooh, some of that was wildly troubling
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I remember we had – so in Arkansas is – Arkansas is the headquarters of a charity called Heifer Project International. Sure uh, is, Which yeah. they send animals – you know, the idea is that you send a pregnant cow to someone and then they give the offspring of the cow to someone else and they give the offspring of that cow. You know, it's just like uh, – anyway, It's I, I think it's a decent charity from yeah. what I remember. And they have this thing called like the World Center – Where you can go and like you stay in basically different like uh, I remember this I definitely did this. There's like huts and like different like world areas recreated and you have to like there's a program where you spend the night there. Mm -hmm. We did like we did a smaller version at one point like some of our class went up and we did stay the night but we stayed in like a dorm Um, and then we spent a full day there and you get like minor resources and you had to trade and like make terrible food and but the, there's an Appalachian <laughs> there's an Appalachian area there too where it's like hey here's a like a hut without power like here's a little shack and I remember our teachers being like you guys have classmates that live like this just so you like, just so you know like yeah you think it, like that area over there represents a third world country but uh, we're pretty sure that there's there's kids in your school who like old don't of, have access to running water dude. old it's, feral
0: boy lo- over there yeah, that's, yeah, that's, yeah, a, you know, that's a luxury you know, apartment
1: for him <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So and it was like, oh, I guess you're probably right, huh? Um, but yeah, that that kind of realization at a certain point of like, oh, things are not fair, uh, which I was immune to as a child because I was getting stuff from the book fair, and it was yeah! the '90s. It was like, yeah.
0: You were walking down the hall as they were spreading way for the king with his Darth Maul briefcase.
1: (laughs) Oh, man. Glorious times. Indeed. (laughs) Well, BC, I I guess that about wraps it on the um, The big nasty (laughs) free-for-all. Yeah, the big nasty free-for-all. Today
0: was kind of a big nasty
1: free-for-all. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah, it was nice. Thanks, thanks be to the wheel, the wheel of names. Shout out again to TheWheelOfNames.com, dot providing a wonderful free service. And I guess it's time that we spin the wheel again. Huh? I, I
0: do just want to honor Leland Chi once more before we do anything else, just as you know, for being very
1: helpful to Star Wars canonicity. And, thank, and also thank you to Ryder Wyndham, who did one of the Star Wars visual guides. writer's um, done, uh, done a lot of cool stuff. I just want to put odds on this. Do you think we could get Ryder
0: Wyndham to be on our podcast? To, I, I don't know. We could it a, a shot. I feel like it wouldn't be the wildest ask that we could have. Just be like,
1: hey, do you want to come talk about your experience with Star Wars? Well, I I do have a connection to... Um, Uh, a friend of mine, their father uh, wrote a couple episodes of The Clone Wars.
0: (gasps) Royalty! Um,
1: Royalty! Yeah, yeah. basically, um, which is something they told me when I first met them or, or, you know, just like early on knowing them told me that and I just put it out of my head because I was like, I never want to bother you about (laughs) about (laughs) your father going to Skywalker Ranch and meeting George Lucas and writing Star Wars stuff. Um, But but now I have now met met their father, um, and I did not say, "Hey, can I just talk to you about you know S- Star, Star Wars?" Wars. <laughs> but you well, know, maybe maybe once we've done a few hundred episodes, uh, I can I can shoot my shot there. I love it. Uh, yeah, we're. I mean, I think we're we're approaching, I
0: and mean, we will be soon. The, the at least through the Apple Podcast count the fifty level mark. We're closer to fifty than we are farther away from it. that's true
1: we might have to do a a special 50th episode something Something or other yeah yeah we gotta well we'll, maybe we save it for 52 but that wouldn't be coming up on a year because we do two episodes a week We'll we'll figure it out yeah we'll do some celebrating soon um the cargo bay celebration for now i want to celebrate by spinning this big old wheel I'm still over 1300 pieces of star wars content let's see where we're going Here, here it is I actually just have a little ticking noise playing this time. Oh, that's lovely. It's barely there, as a matter of fact. And, oh! The Most Dangerous Foe by Angela Phillips, November 1st, 1996. The Most Dangerous Foe. I just hiccuped at the end of that, sorry.
0: (laughs) The Most Dangerous, and it tasted like banana.
1: Most Dangerous Foe. Niners. Star Wars. Let's see what this is here. The Most Dangerous Foe. Short Story. Oh, perfect. Originally
0: published in Star Wars Adventure Journal 11 by West End Games in November
1: 1996.
0: Okay, I well, really hope we can find this
1: thing. <laughs> yeah, it's it's one of the it was difficult finding this BC because one, like there were two copies on eBay that were like fifty dollars a piece. Hard pass. <laughs> uh yeah. And then I found one for, you know, much more reasonable uh ten dollars. The most dangerous foe, Star Wars. There's Obi Wan's foe, which looks awesome. It's Obi Wan fighting Grievous. Um there's the dangerous rescue, a Jedi apprentice novel. So yeah, we'll we'll dig in. I'll see what we can find. Um, I just want to point out that this was originally published in the Star Wars
0: Adventure Journal Eleven. Oh, nice! Star Wars
1: Adventure Journal <laughs> Journal Eleven Journal. Well, maybe 11. that's where I that's where I need to that's what this, I need to look. The official Star Wars Adventure Journal. Oh boy. I, I am really distracted right now because on eBay I see uh, the dangerous games Star Wars Jedi Quest, which has a picture. The cover is Anakin flying Rats Tyrell's pod racer, which is the one that's backwards. It's got the 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 thing out front and the pods in the back. Mm-hmm. But behind Anakin is Anakin's own pod <laughs> behind him. What is he doing? What is he doing in Rats Tyrell's
0: uh... <laughs> well,
1: vehicle here? I'm,
0: I'm going to go ahead and guess that uh, Mr. Chi was not involved in any
1: of this because that <laughs> breaks canon. This, this is written by Jude Watson. And I remember reading, uh, must have been some of the, the like, you know, uh, Anakin and Obi books at the time, I would guess. Wow. What a what a thing. Uh, alright. Well, we'll see if we can find that. I imagine we can dig it up. We've got, because next week we're doing that Clone Wars episode, we got yes, a little indeed. bit of time. Yes, indeed. Uh, Star Wars but,
0: Adventure Journal
1: 11. But I guess that, uh, that does it for this issue, this issue, this episode of the Cargo Bay. That's what it is.
0: It's <laughs> it's kind of an issue, but it's also an episode.
1: You got any any final thoughts here before we're out, BC? I'm just glad that the big nasty free for all exists in the world. Uh, glad we uh, could cover it and do the journalism,
0: <laughs> yeah, do, do, <laughs> the do the hard, do the hard hitting journalism that has uh, honestly been long awaited uh, on this particular uh, title. Uh, so, and I appreciate you doing the hard work of fighting your way through that
1: uh, <laughs> that festival of warriors. What well, can I say? I'm one of the most talented Gungan competitors out there. Um, I basically saved the day and won the challenge. Um, and I think, PC, the way this wheel is going, I think we're going to continue to dive into some really underexplored parts of the Star Wars Legends canon. Uh, so it's, not, it's, I don't know, it's nice to get something that I feel like we're probably one of, like... 20 people who have an active memory of this at this <laughs> yeah. point like, yeah i think
0: it, i think it's left a lot of people but i i will tell you the big nasty free-for-all is not soon to leave my memory
1: well out there thank you so much for listening don't forget to follow us on the socials at the cargo bay pod uh bc i'm trying to do a couple twitter posts every day um i saw the i saw the uh the poll yesterday i'm an x-wing yeah. boy i always have been but we got it. Last I checked, it was fifty-fifty X-wing, oh, A-wing. Yeah. No love for the Y-wing. No love for the B-wing. Well, if it's your last
0: adventure, it's not. You know, you feel like you want to go out with something that's really exciting. Yeah, that's
1: true. You you want you want some speed in there, uh, and the B-wing and the Y-wing, they ain't, they ain't packing the speed really. Um, but I, uh, or excuse me, I'm here. I'm okay. <sighs> <laughs> check us out on YouTube as well we're about to record an episode of Hobby Talk where Hobby we talk about Star Wars <laughs> trading cards which now lives just on YouTube so you can catch the unproduced uh, video of this on YouTube as well uh, please give us a follow and we'll be back you know, next week with more adventures from the wheel uh, so keep it cool out there Have a good one, and bye forever. Bye, y'all.